0: Wow, Ahab. I've got a heading here. Will you take instruction? Will you take advice? And all of us always say, yeah, yeah, we do that. <laughs> Some of us are a lot, lot better at it than others. <laughs> let me pray, let me pray, and then we'll, we'll make us start. Lord Jesus, will you give us minds and hearts that will take instruction? that we will take advice, that we will find a place to take it from the one who knows perfectly all things. Open up our hearts and minds today, I pray. Amen. At the heart of this passage, if you remember it or if you flick through your Bibles as I talk here right now, at the heart of it, there's two kings wanting to know the will of God They're looking for a sign that will let them know if their plans will succeed. They want to know God's will. We pray that God's will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven this morning. Um, You know, we we want to know if things are going to be right. Um, I hope you've done this over the years. I hope you're doing this. Seeking God's will. I can remember, I'm looking at Jen here. I've got my kids here too, oh my goodness. The storyline I have is I remember asking God to show me if Jenny was the right person for me. And I was thinking about this the other day. I thought, I actually had no idea what sign I was looking for. But I considered it to be a very big decision and it was a really important decision in my head at the time. And I was desperate for reassurance. Well, thankfully, God gave me a sign because Jenny told me she liked me and I figured that was a good enough sign for me. <laughs> I can tell you more about that later on, maybe. Um, uh, you, you know, and I, I thought about it. I thought, you know, I'm asking God, you know, is this your will? Um, but I had no idea how he would have answered me or, you know, if, you know you'd like the, a voice to come out of heaven and say, you know, pick her. But um, that would have frightened the socks off me probably if that happened too, you know. But that's what these kings wanted to do. They wanted to know God's will. Our church community right now is looking for a new minister. We have been praying that the Lord will be preparing the way so that we choose well and right according to God's will. We want a minister here that is in line with the will of God. I caught myself asking the same thing. How will I know if it is the will of God? You know, is someone going to... 400 of you are going to stand up and say, this is the minister for us, and um, and tell us emphatically. Uh, I'm not sure about the how all this is going to happen. But we are essentially like these kings, wanting to know what is the will of God. And I hope there's periods and times in your life, um, you know, around education, around marriage, around partners, around children, that you are looking and asking And looking for that reassurance to know or to say, what is the will of God? Um, Because he wants us to seek him. So these two kings are asking the same thing. Is it God's will that we should attack and win back Ramoth-Gilead? And they wanted to know if their plans will be successful. And the Lord reveals his plans. Ahab and Jehoshaphat. He says, I will tell you what my will is. And it's really interesting that God's plan began long before Micaiah gave his prophecy. It actually started with Ahab and his officers considering the question, should we take back Ramoth Gilead? it became sealed with Jehoshaphat visiting and agreeing to the plan. Because Jehoshaphat coming, Ahab voicing the plan to another king and the other king saying, well, you know, I'm in, my people are your people, we'll do this together. It suddenly became really, really difficult politically for Ahab to say, oh, no, actually that wasn't a really good idea let's not do that, he, the commitment level got extremely high just because Jehoshaphat showed up and agreed with Ahab's plan. And then it also got very, very high when Jehoshaphat suggested. He said, well, look, let's seek out God's will before we go into this um, because now what does Ahab do? Can he back down? And that's where God's plan started, even though the prophecy came a little bit later. And the will of the Lord was cemented when Ahab brought us prophets, 400 of them, and listened to them first before he heard the word of the Lord from Micaiah. And that was the solidifying of God's will working its way out. Because Ahab will attack Ramoth Gilead because he will be deceived into thinking he will be successful. And who did this deceiving? It was the prophets that Ahab wanted to listen to, the ones that were going to tell him what he wanted to hear. It messes with your head thinking about this whole God's will and deception going on um, because this guy's listening to false prophets who are thinking they're telling him the truth but actually they're deceiving him but all that was predicted to happen anyway it really messes with you but that is essentially what happened so the prophets that Ahab said they're the right people to listen to these are the people that are telling me what you know, the will of God is, are actually the deceivers. And they are just lining him up so that he will be obedient to the will of God. Um, And then Ahab will be killed and Israel will be without a king and Ahab will not arrive back in Samaria alive. Ahab heard the will of God and he decided not to believe it. Isn't that interesting? God actually tells him what this, the outcome of this will be, and he makes a choice and says, No, I won't believe that. And it tells us that he's already on the path of the will of God. Because he's already been successfully deceived. If you turn um, just those few verses in uh, 1 Kings 22, verses 6 and 7, the king brought together all the prophets, about 400, and asked them, Shall we go to war with Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? So the question was, Go or not go? Go, they answered. For the Lord will give it into the king's hand. You know they—they they were right. And then a little bit later down, the one of the leading prophets. You know he's—he's he's already he was prepared for this. He'd already made himself a set of horns, and he put them on his head. And you know he's—you know dancing in front of the these two kings and their retinue. Um, you know, visually giving them a storyline of how they're going to gore the the Armenians and they're going to be successful and, you know, you're going to come back in triumph. Um, And then a little bit later on, after Micaiah speaks, and we know now that Ahab will not believe this because, (laughs) um, you know, he says, you're going to lose and you're going to die, and your country is going to be without a king. And Ahab says, go lock this guy up. Feed him on drought rations of only bread and water until I return. So right then, you know, this guy is planning on coming back. He said, I'm believing those other prophets. I'm going to be successful. And what does Micaiah say? He says, mate... If you return, the word of the Lord is not with me. Um, And he had made the choice that he will not believe the word of God. Has God revealed his plans to you? If you have a look in verse 14 of that chapter, Micaiah says a really, really interesting thing. So he's being let out to the um, to the two kings in this great big square where there's already 400 other prophets prophesying. And the the jailer who's towing him out because he's locked in chains um, says to him, says, Mate, you really want to agree with these other prophets? It would go really, really well if you did that. And what does Micaiah say in verse 14? He says, as surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what... The Lord tells me. And if you want to flick over, I'm going to read it because I've already got it here. There's a really, really interesting statement by Jesus in John chapter 8, verse 49. And this is what Jesus said to the, to the um, Jewish authorities. He says, I can do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. Those two really, really similar statements. Micaiah says, I can only tell the king what the Lord gives me to speak. And Jesus said, I don't speak on my own, but I only speak just what the Father has given me or has taught me. See, Jesus puts himself directly in that line of all the other prophets who only speak the truth about God's will and purpose. So I ask you again, has God revealed his plans to you? Then the next question is, will you believe them? That's the bigger question, isn't it? Like Ahab, Ahab had God's plans revealed to him. The bigger question is, will he believe them? But Ahab decides, no, I will believe these other 400 who have told told me what I want to hear and they're trustworthy, and they're believable. So I'm going to attack Ramoth Gilead, I'm going to defeat the king of Aram, I'm going to take back the city. The prophets Ahab listens to are the ones who affirm what he wants to hear. He distrusts the prophets, Micaiah, since he only prophesies bad news for him. And he actually makes the decision to not to listen and act on the word of God. My second question to you, have you already decided whom you will believe? Does the word of the Lord not fit with your idea that you are in control of your own destiny? We can be like Ahab. There is no end of prophets who will tell us what we want to hear. It's a difficult path to be humble and to acknowledge that you cannot control your own destiny. It takes faith to believe the word of the Lord that's at odds with the thousands of other prophets and advisors who are after our attention. Read the word of the Lord given to us in Matthew chapter 13. And this is what Jesus told us when he says, I can only speak what the Father has given to me. It's it's headed in, in there in Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the weeds. Read the word of the Lord given to us in Matthew chapter 25. Again, it's headed, um, you know, in these modern translations called the sheep and the goats. And in each of these, each of these that Jesus told us, he clearly spells out the will of God. And each time in each of these, he spells out that there's going to be a time when everyone will be judged according to what they've done. You won't be judged by your peers. You won't be judged by other people. But we will be judged by our Creator. And the God of all the earth will separate apart those who have done his will and those who have decided not to. And just as Micaiah only spoke to Ahab what the Lord gave him to speak, Jesus has only spoken to us what the Lord gave him to speak. It's the truth. It's the truth. The question is, will we accept it? That's the bigger question. Or do we look for prophets that tell us what we want to hear, just like Ahab did? You see, Ahab was determined to be in control of his own destiny. He will make his own success. And he will decide when he will die. And it wasn't going to be today when he attacks Ramoth Gilead because he is going to come back to Samaria and he is going to continue to be king. And I hope he thought that maybe he might unlock Micaiah later on sometime. Um, They never tell you what ends up with Micaiah, but if that poor jailer actually stuck to the king's law, (laughs) and left him locked up, it was not good. If you have a look in 1 Kings 22, 29 and 30, Ahab has a plan and this plan involved getting around the will of God. He said, yep, you might say I'm not going to be successful and you might say that I'm going to die there, but I've got a plan and it's not going to be what you said is going to happen. So he gives the entire authority of the attack to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, Stay in your kingly robes, lead from the front, go for it. I'm just going to wear some drab armor and be in my chariot with no insignias. No one will know. I'm just another charioteer. And it just paints a great big target on Jehoshaphat for all of the kings of Aram's men to see. And they successfully see it, and all 37 of the kings of Aram's chariots, are racing down and chasing after Jehoshaphat. The way it actually reads, you get this idea that Jehoshaphat's chariot has ducked out of the fight and is heading towards the hills. And these guys are after him. They finally figure out that he's not Ahab, so they they quit the chase and they turn around and go back into the fight again. So Ahab says, I can get around... God's will, but one random arrow, one unaimed arrow out of all the hundreds of arrows shot in that battle penetrates into a nondescript soldier in a chariot between a chink and his armour, but it doesn't kill him but he's wounded and so he pulls out to the side of the, of the fight and over the course of the afternoon he bleeds out filling the chariot with his blood. And he's dead by evening, and the chariot driver brings the dead King Ahab back to Samaria, where the dogs enjoy a blood drink as they wash out the chariot. And the will of the Lord will be done. Are you in control of your own destiny? Are you in control of what awaits you after you die? Do you have control of how you will be remembered? Do you have control of how long your life will be and how meaningful and fulfilled it will be? Because just like Ahab, we can make plans to be in control, but can you control circumstances? Can you control random events? The Lord has revealed his plans to us. Have you decided to be humble and to believe them? Because God's will will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. Let me pray. And then we'll, we're going to sing one more song and we'll, we'll have a benediction and then join for tea and coffee. Lord, these, these stories of long ago that show us your dealings with people give us a great pause for thought of how you do reveal your will to the, to all of us. You want us not to be ignorant. But Lord, may we believe you. May we be humble to put our trust in you, Lord Jesus. Amen.